Well, hello. God bless you. Welcome back again to the Bible teaching channel of A Love Outreach. My name is Dave Nelson. Today, I am going to go ahead and open up with you 1 Peter chapter 1 in the New Testament. So if you are in a position where you can do so, as I always say, please go ahead and grab your Bible and open it up there to 1 Peter chapter 1. Now, typically, just so you know, when I do these readings, do these teachings, I'm reading out of the New King James Version. But um, if you have a different version, I'm sure you'll be able to follow along just fine. And we're going to go ahead, like I said, and take a look at chapter 1 of 1 Peter. And I'm going to go ahead and jump right on in and start reading here. It says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Now, during this, back in these days, um, Christians were scattered due to persecution. And Peter is writing this letter and addressing this letter to all of them, to encourage them, to exhort them in the Lord. And um, as we read it today, as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, uh, as we read this today, that's what we can do. We can be exhorted, we can be comforted, we can grow in the knowledge of the Lord, we can grow in our understanding of His will for our lives. So it is for us today. And Peter goes on here and he calls them elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of the Spirit. So he's talking to people here that have come to faith in Jesus Christ and they have been sanctified by the Spirit of the Lord. For what purpose? Now, because it's interesting, um, you know, uh, today when the gospel is preached, um, unfortunately there's often a lot too much really that's left out of the gospel. When someone comes to Christ, what they need to know, in other words, what they need to know from the standpoint of what is this commitment that you're truly making here when you come to Christ? Well, he says here it's for obedience, that you are going to now become an obedient person to the Lord, to God. You're going to be obedient to God. And, you know, if you're like me, you know, um, you spent time in your life where you were disobedient to God, not obeying God. And we need to constantly be reminded, even today, that we need to be obedient to God. So there is the necessity of being obedient. In other words, you once lived one way, you're now going to be, you're now born again, you know, you're, you've been sanctified by the Spirit of the Lord through faith in Jesus Christ, and now you're going to begin to walk in obedience to God, okay? Um, but a sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus forgives us of our sins. The fact that he died on that cross and shed his blood for the remission of our sins. You know, we've been washed clean. And he says, um, for the obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, he says, grace to you and peace be multiplied. 
So this was Peter's hope for their lives as they're they're now part of the diaspora, right? Those that have been dispersed due to persecution and such. He's reaching out to them. And he's wanting peace to be multiplied, peace within them, right? Blessed be the God and Father, he says in verse 3, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So I want to look at those two words there, living hope. We now have a living hope. If you are in Christ, while, we, while you are alive today, you have a hope and a future. You have the hope of eternity. Right? And how did this happen? Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So here in verse 2, we see the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. That is that he died for our sins, but he didn't remain dead. He rose again from the dead, and as a result of that, we have a living hope through that resurrection. And what is that, what is that living hope? What are we hoping for? Well, there's an inheritance in verse 4. Incorruptible and undefiled. It does not fade away. And where is it? It's reserved in heaven for you. It's reserved in heaven for you. So right now, we're walking by faith, and I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more here in just a minute, but we're walking by faith right now in what Jesus Christ has done, his death, burial, resurrection. It's given to us a living hope that this life is not all there is. We're just passing through these people here that were being persecuted understood they were going through some trials and they needed some hope they needed some encouragement peter knew that and he wrote to them and if you are a servant of jesus christ if you are being obedient to the lord you're going to have trials in your life all of us will we're going to go through difficult situations but it's good to know that god is working in us he's working within you and me to will and to do of his good pleasure he is molding us he is shaping us to be the men and the women that he desires for us to be okay so he's got a plan he's got a work he who began a good work in you the scripture tells us will be faithful to complete it so the lord is going to complete the work that he's begun in you we need to stay the course we need to press on there will be trials there will be tribulation there will be problems that you know we'll have in this life that we'll go through okay but we have hope and that hope is incorruptible and it's undefiled and it will not fade away it's going to be there when you get there it's going to be there and we need to press on in that fact right now speaking of us right speaking of those of us that are followers of jesus christ and again we're reading a letter here that peter wrote to the people of you know that were dispersed due to persecution the christians but you and i today are christians today and we can apply this to our lives right and it tells us in verse 5 that we are kept by the power of god how through faith remember the apostle paul said i'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of god to salvation right so he says kept 
Peter says here, kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed at the last time. So our salvation will be revealed at the end of time, the end of this time as we now know it, at the second coming of Christ, or at the end of our lives, our salvation will be revealed. That's yet to, to happen in the future. Sure, by faith, we know we are saved. By faith, we press on. But the actual salvation itself hasn't got here yet. That's going to be revealed at the end of time. So what can we do as a result of this? Well, it says, in this you greatly rejoice. We can rejoice in that fact. And that's what we need to rejoice in, the faith that is keeping us in Christ Jesus till the end. And we're, we're pressing through this life. We're getting through the trials. We're getting through the hardships. We're getting through you know, everything that happens in this life, all the testing of our faith. But the testing of our faith produces something, right? It produces perseverance, right? And it's, it's like, again, it's, it's bringing us to that place to be those men and women that God desire for us to be, okay? He says, in this, verse 6 again, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. It, it happens. We go through trials. We go through dark times. We go through bad situations in this life. It could be the result of your faith. In other words, you're being persecuted for your faith. If you look at our world today, um, it's, I don't know another way to describe it than what's coming in my head. It's the old saying, right? It's going to hell in a handbasket, right? We see the deterioration of everything that's moral and everything that's good, right? The deterioration of the family, the deterioration of marriage is under attack. You know, uh, just all the things that God created and all the things that God made good in the beginning when he when he saw everything and he saw that it was good satan right is attacking it and he's using his minions the people of this world that are not committed to god that are not desirous of being obedient to god they don't care what the word of god says i mean what are the chances and and, and i'm sure there's some chance out there that that you know, someone's listening thus far in a video and, and they are a minion of Satan. They are a, a hater of God, but they've got this far in this teaching. Well, if you have, know this, right? Know that, that God loves you. You see, I once was lost. I once was in darkness. I once was without God in my world, right? But I came to faith in Jesus Christ. It's as simple as that. And I came to be obedient to the Word of God. And I'm still under construction. I'm still growing, right? But I'm pressing on. I'm pressing on in the faith. And, and God is calling you today to come to Jesus and to give your life to Him, to give your heart to Him. And if you are a Christian and you've not been obedient and you know there's areas in your life that you need to repent, do it. Do it. Today is the day. Today is the day to repent, right? But anyway, we all if, if you are in the faith, don't think it's going to be your best life now. Don't buy that kind of doctrine. It's not what it is. 
It's not what you see in the scriptures. Read the Bible for yourself. Don't just let somebody like me, some other pastor behind a pulpit somewhere, tell you what the Bible says and interpret it for you. Read the Word of God yourself. Get away. Seek the Lord yourself. Ask Him what He wants to do in you. And and let him reveal to you. The Apostle Paul encouraged us to test ourselves, to check ourselves. He said to examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Right? That's something. And he wrote that to Christians. So you need to examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith on a daily basis. We need to die to ourselves daily, take up the cross, follow after the Lord, be obedient, be obedient servants to the Lord, right? But again, we do go through trials, and, and Peter's pointing that out here, but he tells us that there's a reason for that trial in verse 7, that the genuineness of your faith, well, so in other words, how genuine is your faith? Are you going to walk away from the Lord? Are you going to turn away from the Lord when a trial comes, when a hardship comes? When another Christian stabs you in the back or a church does something to you or something like that, your faith shouldn't be in a church. Your faith shouldn't be in other Christians. Your faith is in Jesus Christ, who never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you've got a living hope in him. It never fades away. So don't worry about what others do to you. So what is the genuineness of your faith today? What's the genuineness of my faith today? As I read this, I read it to myself, right? Well, the, genuine, the genuineness of your faith is much more precious than gold that perishes. Anything else you can seek in this world, money and fame and riches and a good job, your best life now, right? This whole prosperity doctrine that some preachers teach and all that. Now, this, you're going to go through trials if you're genuinely in the faith. And then, then, then the genuineness of your faith is going to be tried. It's going to be made stronger. Tested by fire, it says. May be found to the praise and the honor and the glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Again, when that time comes, where will you be? Where will you be? It's a marathon. This is not a sprint. It's not a 50-yard dash. You've got to stay the course of faith. We've got to press on. Again, this letter was written originally to people that are going through all kinds of trials. They're being persecuted. They got to tear up everything and move on. They got to keep moving on because people are trying to kill the kill them, right? Today we don't see, well, not in our country here in the United States of America, we don't see um, Christians being killed and persecuted yet in that way. I mean, persecuted from the standpoint of being killed, you know, and things like that. But if you look at society, again, it's going away from morality. It's going away from what God established in the beginning, the way God designed everything in the very beginning. You know, and we've got a government today that's promoting it, you know, promoting that kind of stuff. And um, so who knows where, where it's going in this country? Who knows how the testing of your faith will, will actually be. Who, who knows what the trials that may come your way in the future. But is your faith genuine? Is your faith in the Lord? Or is, your, or, or is your faith in prosperity? You know, getting your cars, getting your houses, having money in your bank account, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. Is that what your faith is about? What's the genuineness of your faith? How genuine is 
your faith today. So anyway, it says, um, though it be tested by fire, may be found to the praise and the honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love. Is that you today? Do you love the Lord? Is he the priority in your life? Are you seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Is righteousness something you're seeking after in your life? Holiness? Living in the manner that shows that you have been sanctified through faith in Jesus Christ? Do you love the Lord today? That's how you love the Lord. If you love him, Jesus said you'll keep his commands. You'll keep his word. So that's how you'll know if you love the Lord today. It says, though now you do, we do, not, you do not see him, it says, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. So we don't see the Lord today. We walk by faith, not by sight. I've never seen Jesus. I just press on into faith, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Verse 9 says, so the salvation of your soul. That's what matters. Jesus said, what shall profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Nothing's more valuable than your soul. No job, no house, no car, no boat, no motorcycle, nothing. Nothing is more valuable than your soul. Do you care about your soul today? Have you been caring about your soul? So the salvation of your soul, and it says, Peter goes on to tell them, of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched carefully and prophesied of the grace that would come to you. So the prophets of old knew this was coming in the future, that the Messiah was coming. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. So the prophets were being led by the Spirit of Christ, and they were being let known that there would be sufferings and that there would be glory. He, he would die, but he would rise again from the dead. So to them, to these prophets, it was revealed not that, not that to themselves, but to us they were ministering. The things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things which angels desire to look into. So when I preach the gospel to you, that's the Holy Spirit that is doing that. It's not my spirit. Like, it's not me. You know, there's no good in me. There's nothing good in me except Christ, Christ in me. If I don't yield to him, if I don't give my life to him and be obedient to him and seek after him and follow after him there's nothing good in me so but the holy spirit preaches the gospel the holy spirit tells you come to come to jesus walk by faith not by sight press on into faith jesus died for you he was buried on the third day he rose again and he ever lives now he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's the gospel, and it's the Holy Spirit that preaches the gospel, sent from heaven. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, verse 13 says. Be sober and rest your hope 
fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you when at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Here we here again. Peter keeps talking about this time in the future when your salvation will be there, right? This time in the future when Jesus Christ will be revealed. And he's saying, gird up the Lord loins of your mind. In other words, stay the course. Get focus. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Be sober. Right? Be of sound mind, that is, right? Always keep your mind of sound mind and rest your hope fully upon that grace that's going to be revealed at the end when that salvation comes. Right now, we're pressing on. Right now, we're walking by faith. Right now, we, we've got to go through trials. We've got to go through hardships. We go through difficult times. But the, it's, it's testing us, right? And it's, it's proving the genuineness of our faith. But he says in verse 14, we see this word obedient again, as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust as in your ignorance. In other words, don't go back and do the things you used to do. Don't keep doing the things you used to do before you were obedient, but now be obedient and stop doing the things like the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. Don't chase after these things that the world presents to you and that Satan wants you to have and he wants to lead you astray and just keep you from the knowledge of Christ. And Satan will tell every lie in the book, his book, whatever his book is, he'll tell every lie that he has and he is the father of lies, all in an effort to distract you from the knowledge of the truth. He'll have you look at other Christians and say, look at that hypocrite, look at that church, look at this, look at that. Just do one thing, go look in the mirror and look and see who you are today. Who are you today in Christ? Are you in Christ? Are you in the faith? That's all that matters, right? It's your soul that matters. And in the end, you're not going to be able to face the Lord at that time. When that time comes, when every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord, you will bow the knee to Jesus either now or then. And you're not going to be able to say at that time, well, you know, this Christian over here did this to me, or that church over there did that to me, or this person over here did this to me. They did this, they did that. No, you're hearing the gospel. If you're listening today to me right now, you're hearing the truth, you're hearing the gospel, the truth of the word of God, and you need to yield your life and become obedient to the Lord. And look, trust me, believe me, you, don't, you can't see my heart, but when I'm saying this to you, I'm saying it to me. I'm saying this to myself. We have to press on. And look, he says, but as he... Who, verse 15, but as he, speaking of Jesus, who has called you, Jesus is calling you now, or if you're in Christ, he's the one who has called you, just as he is holy, guess what? You also be holy in all your conduct. Your conduct matters. And maybe you've bought a gospel that says, you know, or bought into some gospel that says, oh, it don't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you sin, as long as you just say you have faith in Jesus like you have faith in Santa Claus or something, right? No, it does matter what you do. It does matter how you live. It does matter how you conduct your life. It does matter whether you are obedient or not. Because it is written, be holy for I am holy, verse 16 says. 
And if you call on the Father who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. Look at this. Again, this was written to Christians that were being persecuted and were dispersed as a result of the persecution. In other words, they were keeping the faith and they were running for their lives in a sense, right? And yet Peter's coming on them like this and saying, conduct yourselves, right? He's telling you that God is going to judge you according to your works. He's going to judge you according to your work. So your, con your conduct mat matters. So while you're staying here, conduct yourselves in fear. That is in reverence. Submitting yourself to God. Again, what's the genuineness of your faith today? I'm going to read on. Knowing that you are not redeemed with corruptible things, like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by the tradition of your fathers. In other words, no one can buy you any indulgences, right? No one can pay money for you to be saved. And no one did do, did do that, right? But what, what, what was it? It was the precious blood of Jesus Christ. As of a lamb without blemish and without spot. That was Jesus. Without blemish, without spot. And he he indeed was for before excuse me he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Okay, so God's plan before the foundation of the world, Jesus was there. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, right? So Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh, there in the beginning at creation, but made known, manifest, he came in human form in the last times, right? And then through him, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and your hope are in God. See, your faith and your hope are in God because of what Jesus has done. That's why Jesus did what he did. So we can have faith and hope in God. Not silver and gold and money. Not churches. Not religions. Not faith in other people. Not faith in your pastor. No. Faith in God. There's one God, one mediator between God and man, Jesus Christ. That's it. We look unto him. We look unto Jesus to be made right with God, to be made whole with God, to be sanctified. And then look at verse 22. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, that's how you purify your soul, by the way. Obeying, obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren. You've got love for one another, right? Love one another fervently with a pure heart. Be diligent about your love for others with a pure heart keep a pure heart don't have a selfish heart don't don't be out to get in this life what you can get what you want to have it's not what it's about folks i know some of the gospels or quote gospels some of the doctrines that are being taught out there 
again, I want to encourage you and exhort you to get into the Word of God and read it yourself and know the truth. Because check this out, verse 23, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. So what is the incorruptible seed, right? Well, through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. Remember, the Word became flesh, we beheld His glory, Jesus. We now have the benefit of having the written Word of God. Holy men of God wrote these things down. This has been preserved for you and me so that we can read it today, so we can know God's will today. We have no excuse. In the end, we know God's will. It's written down. We can't trust in this life. It's, it's temporary. And he says, all flesh is as grass. And all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withers and its flower falls away. The body withers, right? We're dying. We're all decaying. We're on our way to, to death. No matter how healthy we can keep ourselves. Sure, it's great to keep yourself healthy. But you're on your way to death. And it says, and, and all the glory of man, too. Anything good. All the trophies you, you get. All the money you obtain. Your bank account, your 401k, all of that stuff, nothing. Doesn't mean nothing in the end. It's your soul that matters. So conduct your time here with fear, right? But the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. So Peter's reminding them, and I'm reminding you today with this teaching, to stay the course, there will be trials, there will be tribulation. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Be obedient. Conduct your life here with fear, with reverence. Your work matters, what, what you do matters, matters. Love one another. Seek the Lord. So we'll go ahead and close it out here. God bless you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If there's anything that we can do to help you grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, reach out to us. You can go to our website, aloveoutreach.com, and you can fill out the contact form. We'd love to hear from you and help you in any way that we can. And uh, until next time, God bless you.